Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Light Up Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Gailey Dutton. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Thank you all for taking the time out of your day to click on today's show. I am currently sitting in my room with my spiced apple toddy candle burning and the lights are dimmed and my retainer is in and so I apologize if there's any weird um, lisp happening in today's show, but it is, it is what it is. So welcome to tonight's show. I am coming to you guys after a weekend of just community with friends. I had the opportunity to have a getaway in Arizona and I was able to spend some quality time with some really good friends of mine who I have the opportunity of leading um, a college ministry with. And it has been such a blessing to be surrounded by individuals who are seeking to live life to the fullest and live life in a way that is not only God-honoring, but just uplifts other people around them just through the way that they live. And I feel honored to be a part of something like that. And so with that being said, I got to spend my weekend with just amazing people. And I think that my soul needed that time to just be revived and to be reminded of like how valuable relationships are. And so with that being said, you know, as I was preparing for today's show and by preparing, I mean, just contemplating, you know, sometimes these episodes are thoroughly planned out and, you know, structured in terms of, you know, if we have a podcast interview coming on, there's lots of prep and planning for that. But I want you guys to know that like today's show is just real and raw and from my heart and um, I have no notes. I have no, I have nothing planned. And so I hope that you know that this is authentic, that this is real. And I hope that you feel like we are having a conversation because that is what this is. This is a time for you to care for yourself. And I am grateful and honored that I get to be a part of that time um, of self-care, of self-reflection and all of those things. And so today's episode is all about creating an environment for health. And so the first thing that I mentioned was having this getaway to be around people that make me feel like my best, that push me to be my best, and that call me to live above reproach. And what that means is that I have people in my life who call me to live life higher than what the standard of society might be. And so that means making decisions in my life that maybe not everyone is making. And not because I'm trying to be better than anyone else, not because I'm trying to um, be holier than anyone else, but solely because it allows me to step into more of a leadership role in my life. And I also feel better about myself by doing that. And so in that area of our lives, when we are trying to cultivate self-respect, self-discipline, positive relationships, I think that it's really important that we position ourselves in a way that we try our best on a daily basis to live above reproach and to live at a higher standard and to hold ourselves with integrity and hold ourselves to a higher standard even when no one is watching, 
even when there's no rule book that says we have to do it, when we choose to still act in ways and choose behaviors that are, you know, not only honoring ourselves, but if you have a faith foundation honoring God, I think that life becomes much more fruitful. And we all know that for plants to grow, they need to be in a healthy, positive, and nourishing environment. Otherwise, they're not going to grow. They're going to die. But when we water the soil and we add sunlight to that soil and we pull weeds and we do the appropriate things to nurture the ground, then those plants can grow and thrive. And so in relationships, this is applicable. And this also bleeds into our health, into our physical health, our mental health, and our spiritual health. So in our physical health, which I think can often be an area that is probably the easiest to use as an example, but in our physical health, we need to be creating space, creating an environment that will nurture healthy, positive behavior that will lead to lasting health outcomes. We see so often in our world, I mean, you guys, the number one cause of death, or maybe it's the number two cause of death in the United States is cardiovascular disease. And what we know about cardiovascular disease is that diet and exercise, lifestyle change is one of the biggest ways to prevent cardiovascular disease. So the number one cause of death in our country can actually be prevented most of the time. And how do we prevent it? We prevent it by creating a healthy environment. And so how do we do that, you guys? How do we create a healthy environment to be um, better physically, to feel better, you know? I think that where it starts is first identifying your current habits. You know, you have to be willing to look at, okay, how much am I exercising each week? How much am I devoting to eating foods that are actually nutritious and good for me? Um, And how much water am I drinking? You know, am I relying on coffee all day? Am I drinking energy energy drinks all day? Or am I implementing, you know, hydration and water, nutritious foods, movement, sunlight? Am I getting adequate sleep? So all of these factors, which we could go into so much more detail, influence our physical health. And the first step in this process is simply just identifying where you are. And you guys, sometimes that can be challenging. It can be hard to like really admit like, dang, I'm kind of falling short in my diet and man, I'm just not like really nourishing myself the way that I want to and that kind of is embarrassing to me and there are real feelings that may come up with this, but it's so critical because how can we change or grow in something that we're not even aware of? There might be some habits that are affecting your physical health that you didn't even realize were affecting your physical health. And so if you are able to maybe take some time to really reflect on your day-to-day habits, I think you'll be able to draw some, draw some conclusions on where there might be gaps or holes or issues. And if you're really feeling like you're not sure, there are a lot of people out there who want to help. There are health coaches, there are dietitians, there are personal trainers, there are people who can help guide you in the right direction. And so if you're feeling stuck Maybe you've identified where you need help and you don't know what to do next. The next step is to seek 
an outside source. You know, we can only go so far within ourselves to grow. We were made to be in relationship because relationships help us develop. And there are people out there who, surprise, surprise, know more than you do in some areas. And so if you really desire growth, yes, it starts in you and it starts with your conscious decision of, I want to be healthier in this area. I want to grow in this area. But usually it's beneficial to have an outside source to give you some perspective, to help encourage you, to maybe educate you on some things that you didn't know before. And there's no shame in that. There's no shame in asking for help. There is no shame in needing guidance, in needing a mentor. That is actually so admirable when someone is willing to admit that they don't know as much as they thought and that they need help. And so in terms of physical health, I do think that that is one of the first steps. And even in our mental and spiritual health, when we are trying to identify where we need growth, it can be super insightful to have a mentor, to have someone that knows you, that can speak into your life and encourage you through different seasons. For myself, as I've mentioned many times before, over the past several years, I've had the opportunity of having life mentors and just people who are speaking into my life, people who I can come to when life issues arise or predicaments come up or, you know, crossroads where I like don't know which way to turn and to be able to turn to people that are tend to be older than me but sometimes not you know older than me and have lived more life than me have experienced more life than me that can speak into the things that I'm struggling with and give guidance you know sometimes that's a counselor sometimes that's a mentor like I mentioned or you know maybe that's just someone in your family who you trust who can guide you and lead you and even in that situation You also have to be willing to be open and vulnerable and it starts with you, but having an outside source is such a blessing and such a gift. I recently heard a sermon literally today from my pastor and he was speaking about weeds and how weeds grow back rapidly and man, like if you don't pull them out by the root, they will sprout back up again. We can't just cut the tops off of weeds. We have to pull them from the root and we have to be able to identify where weeds are growing in our life. And so I mentioned that because when we're trying to cultivate a healthy environment so that we can be our healthiest physically, mentally, and spiritually, we also have to weed some things out. What are things in your diet? What are things in your Um, everyday lifestyle, in your habits, um, in your relationships that are not creating an environment that are that's going to foster your growth and your health. I think that sometimes this question is is obvious and I think that there might be some things that immediately pop into your head that you know you're doing or you know that you're engaged in that are not fostering a healthy environment for you either physically, mentally, spiritually, but it's just become a habit and it's hard to let go of or maybe it's a relationship and it's just, you know, been around for a long time and, you know, you never know what these things might be, but it's really, really important that we identify where there are weeds and where there are places that we need to do some pruning and we need to make some adjustments and I think that that's a huge step is getting rid of the things that are no longer serving us. 
the important thing here, and this is backed by a lot of, um, you know, behavioral evidence and um, psychological research that has happened through psychology. I don't know why I just said it like that, but in psychology, there is a lot of research on um, behavior change. And when it comes to making a shift in our behavior, let's say we recognize that, you know, like we open up a box of cookies and we eat one cookie and then we just literally can't help ourselves and we like finish the whole sleeve and that's a habit that we're wanting to change. Nothing wrong with eating a whole sleeve of cookies, no judgment here, but let's say that that's the change we want to make because we know that, you know, doing that every night is probably not the best for our health. And so with that being said, um, if we say, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to eat the whole sleeve of cookies. That's that. And I'm going to start today. I'm going to do that right now. That's great. And it's awesome that you've made that first step and you've identified where you could improve your health. That is absolutely amazing. Okay. But let's say you get to tonight and you're watching a movie and you're chilling and now, you know, you see the cookies out on the table and you're like, shoot, I'm so tempted to eat those cookies. We have to have something to replace that. It's going to be really challenging to just out of the blue, um, willy-nilly just cut ourselves off from something if you can do that then awesome and all the more power to you but we're human and it's okay if you have that temptation still and it's okay if it's not easy that's why you're still doing those things the things that you keep doing that you don't want to be doing it's because you're human and it's because your brain has become wired to do that thing that gives you quick a quick dopamine hit and um, you're addicted to it a little bit and that's okay um, but it's not okay for that to continue and last and so the way that we can move out of this place of dang like I know I want to be better but then I keep falling into the same thing again right that is an even worse spot right it's almost better to aimlessly do something and not know that it's hurting you and keep doing it that's not better but it, it, I guess more shame comes, right? When we are aware that we're doing something that's not good for us and we keep doing it. There's shame and guilt that can come with that. And so I guess I want to address that, acknowledge that, and let you know that the way to come out of that, or at least a way, is the replacement principle. And this just means that we replace the negative or the unhealthy behavior with something else, right? There's this example can apply to so many things, so many behavior changes, right? People who, you know, want to quit smoking, they might do deep breathing practices every time they feel the nudge or the desire to smoke. Because when you smoke, you know, a lot of that is really just, you know, the process of taking those deep breaths is actually therapeutic. And so we can kind of reenact that through deep breathing. Obviously, the cigarette is missing, so that's a huge difference. But um, by replacing it with something else, it it just leaves more room for success and more opportunity to follow through with the things that we want to change in our life and the things that we want to improve in and grow in. In order to really create an environment that is healthy, to cultivate a space that is going to allow you to step into just the highest version of yourself in every area of your life, consistency is required. 
You know, we can't do something once and expect everything to change. I can't go to the gym once every two months and, you know, improve my my VO2 max, improve my cardiovascular health and my fitness. That's just not reasonable. Even if my heart is in the right place, even if my intention is to be healthier, it doesn't matter. If my actions aren't lining up with that, then it's not going to make a difference. And so in any area that you're looking to make a change, we have to be willing to commit to some level of consistency. It doesn't mean that we have to be perfect. It doesn't mean that we have no room to mess up. It just means that we have to be willing to show up every time that we're supposed to. And if we don't, it's okay. We're just going to do it the next time. And that's something that I really want to emphasize because consistency is key in maintaining, you know, a healthy lifestyle. We have to be willing to show up day in and day out. That's why it's a life, a lifestyle because we do it for our life. And so we have to one, make sure that we're choosing habits that are sustainable, that we can maintain for a long time. That's also why diets tend to not work and fall off of, you know, they just don't work because, you know, they're not sustainable, right? Maybe we can do it for a few weeks, maybe even a couple months, but then after that, it just is a whole cycle and we fall into yo-yo dieting and we're regaining all that weight, maybe more than we even started with. And, it's because it wasn't sustainable. So in any behavior change, whether that's, you know, you're trying to weight gain, weight loss, decrease your stress levels, get to bed earlier, spend more time reading your Bible, whatever the behavior change is, consistency is key. And we need to set realistic goals with that. And when I say set realistic goals, I mean smart goals. This is something that is hammered home in my major in fitness wellness. You know, we're taught how to encourage and help create, you know, fitness programs, nutrition plans for individuals. And one of the biggest things is to create SMART goals. SMART goals will tell you all about how to create goals that are going to be within realistic means. It doesn't mean that you're creating goals that are like super easy to achieve and like you know, there's still goals that are going to be challenging, but it's not super lofty and you can create some steps to actually achieve some goals that you want to achieve. And so creating smart goals around um, those habits that you're wanting to establish and those things you're wanting to be consistent in is super, super critical because how lame is that to set a goal to be consistent in working out, you know, or moving your body daily but you don't have a plan to do that, right? If you don't know when you're going to do that, you don't know how long, you don't know um, if you're going to the gym or if you're going outside or when you're going to get away from your kids or when you're going to make time between work and all these other things you have going on, it's not a realistic goal. And so we have to get very specific with how we're going to be consistent. And that would be my biggest piece of advice is that if you have a goal that you want to achieve, if there is something that you want to change in your life, a behavior change you want to make, then you need to be able to get very specific about what it's going to take on a very minute level that will accumulate into the ultimate goal. We have to start big and then break it down small into behaviors and into little tweaks and changes that we can make. And also being kind to ourselves in the process because change is not easy despite being one of the best things for us. Change is 
amazing and change is so good to lean into and to to dive into. I could literally go off on a tangent and I think I might for just a split second here. You guys, I feel like sometimes we live our life and a lot of us, a lot of people are just looking to finally like chill and like they can't wait to get to a point in their life where they are just content and satisfied and there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. But the truth is, is that the only thing that is consistent about life, shout out to my dad, Thomas Dudden, for hammering this into my head. But the only thing that's consistent in life, the only thing that never changes is change and also God. But change is inevitable and it's going to happen whether or not we want it to happen. And so my motto on this is, well, then we might as well figure out how to adapt to change well. We might as well figure out how to embrace change and use it to our advantage. Because if we can look at change and we can look at behavior change, look at life change that happens unexpectedly all the time or, you know, all these things, if we can look at it in a positive way and we can use it to actually grow, then it's such a good thing. And what happens is you actually start to crave it. And you almost, at least I do, you almost become addicted to change because you know that it's going to develop you. It's going to sharpen you. It's going to just, man, it's going to sharpen those dull edges a little bit, get you dialed in and focused. And man, it's just, it's a great thing. And in the moment, it can be uncomfortable and awkward. And uh, maybe it's in season of unknown. Maybe it's a transition season of, you know, going from one place to another, whatever that looks like, it can feel uncomfortable in the moment, but there's something so exciting about knowing that on the other side of it is a better, higher version of yourself. And so with all that being said, to kind of give a quick recap from today's episode, if we want to have a healthy life, whether that is in our physical health, our physical fitness, in our mental health, or in our spiritual walk, We have to create environments that will cultivate that. If we are trying to be healthy in an environment that is not about it, it's not going to happen. If I, you know, want to not drink and I really want to, you know, be sober, but every weekend I'm going to parties to hang out with friends, it's going to be really challenging to, you know, refrain. And maybe it's not challenging, but is that really setting me up for success? not so much. Shout out to Joel, my pastor, for that great example. Um, It's just important to remember that our environments are really key. And so making sure that, you know, where you can, creating environments that are going to foster healthy habits um, because our habits accumulate and they turn into the sum of our life. And so again, like I said, to recap today's show, I just want to remind you guys to create healthy spaces, create environments that will just nurture your growth and nurture positive behaviors. 